so the other day i was thinking about these numerous ways to greet you on the podcast ma'am so i slowly realized that uh, somehow i am slipping away from my roots and i just uh, recapitalized and went back to my roots and i realized uh, that i should be greeting you in an extremely indian way so namaste jessica ji and welcome to the nerdish mic namaste prithvi i'm very glad to be here bahut acha lag raha hai yeah okay aapse baat karna yeah and uh, i'm just very excited to be on this show yes ma'am so apparently we don't have this habit of introducing our guest on the show ma'am because what we believe is that slowly as the conversation progresses uh the guest himself unfolds himself to the audience and it kind of gets very intriguing for the audience as well but in your case i would say that ma'am it would be next to committing sin if i don't ask you to introduce yourself so ma'am i would be really so i would be really glad to be hearing you introducing yourself ma'am Sure. So I'm Jessica Kumar. Yeah. Um, I am the host and writer of the Invisible India podcast, which is a podcast about my life in India um, and my my spouse and children as well. About uh, being an American living in India, and my husband is an NRI who returned to India. Yeah. After many years abroad, so the podcast is really about uh, learning Hindi about. Uh, cross-cultural life, yeah. raising children yeah. in a different country, yeah. uh, and all of the nuances that come between. But it's not just that; it's also yeah. a chance mm. for stereotype-breaking yeah. Indians to be yeah. able to share their stories. Yeah. So, people who are in uh, like any kind of social work, or people who are 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 in a uh breaking ground in language yeah. culture anything like that i really enjoy talking to these people and highlighting their stories so it's not just india from my perspective yeah. it's uh it's highlighting um yeah. south asian voices yeah so i mean this is really fascinating ma'am uh i would say that uh, like you are also a host of the podcast so it's very much synonymous to having a senior podcaster in front of me and this really <laughs> you know this really suits me down as i'm having a guidance to have from the other end ma'am so ma'am uh, this question arrived to my mind while you were introducing yourself so ma'am why this name the invisible india podcast what mm. is the hidden really? algorithm be- behind it ma'am sure it's such a great question because uh it's not as if oh i'm the one who's highlighting something about india that no one else knows yeah this is really about um allowing other giving a platform to other people to be able to share what they think the hidden elements are about India. Yeah. So um I I really I would like to bring out those things through the conversations that I have on the on the show is let's talk about cross-cultural life in India. Let's talk about things which may not be very well known. Yeah. I mean, beautiful, ma'am. But uh, what I have in my mind is to ask you about that. When it comes to India, and when it comes to exploring India, do you believe that India is an extremely multicultural country, and you need oh, to, yeah, and you need to spend a lot of years over here to understand its cultural algorithm, and also to understand the people over here and their preferences in general so ma'am how tough this has been for you to understand people of india and to understand its culture over here well i think you're absolutely correct in saying 
in highlighting the multicultural aspect because which culture are we talking about right we say indian culture but there are so many cultures yeah and so i would say that my experience has been mostly in uh up bihar and uttarakhand northern That's side been, of india yeah mm. in, in just those three states even i mean i've traveled everywhere you know been spent several months in other places mm. but you know over the last 15 years i would say even now that nobody can say they're an expert on india right yeah. even like the even the government of india is still trying to fully understand yeah. how we can uh, uh properly govern such a diverse and and rapidly changing country yeah. so i think it would be a foolish for me to say oh i'm an expert <laughs> on india or i understand yeah. fully because that's yeah. never going to be true the more you understand about india the more you realize i don't understand india yeah. <laughs> right so i think that's um but yeah for me to say i mean i think this is one of those places that you can if you visit once twice three times i mean until you're really living here long term learning the language getting to know people very well that's when you can start to kind of have any kind of yeah, hint. <laughs> yeah. getting it ma'am so ma'am do you believe that uh, once a person is in india he kinds of keeps on adding that layers of intellect and experiences to his own mind uh by whatever the time he is spending in india so do you believe that a person grows even more when he is in india well it depends on the person i think that some people come and they have a very negative attitude like are ha to ganda hai kachra hai bheed bahut hai i mean you can have that kind of attitude and you cannot learn anything and just go back to your home country and you know be be no different than you were before you yeah. came it depends on your attitude yeah i definitely believe that exploring something is gets very subjective whether you want to highlight the negative aspect or you want to emphasize over the positive one so ma'am uh, i would really want to ask you that how has your language actually you know kind of made you in a way i would ask that how has learning a different language you know made you believe that learning something extra or something different kinds of helps a individual in order to uh, capitalize over the people who are they living with so ma'am how important has been learning a new language for you for me it's been completely life changing okay i think a person can say okay you know i want to learn a new language from my resume yeah or um i want to if you if you're choosing some people are forced into a situation where they have to learn if you're like a migrant laborer or if you've immigrated or you're a refugee and forced those people have to learn to survive but someone like myself who's just chosen to learn a new language uh i think you know it 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 completely there's science behind also how it changes your brain chemistry mm. so um it's interesting to me that some people think as you know looking at me as a foreigner are aap kaise sikhi ho aap kaise ye sab culture ko dekh ke aap kya kya samajhte ho aap bahut whatever you know but the the fact of the matter is the end result is that i know just as many languages or maybe even less languages than a native yeah. indian person yeah so you know people always say about me and my kids are ye log itna itne sundar se hindi bolte hain itne अच्छी तरह से अंग्रेजी में बात करते हैं 
and also understand like maghay bhojpuri whatever it's the same end result so people are becoming very yeah. uh you know they put me on this pedestal yeah, yeah uh and it's actually like your kids have have the same language ability my kids have <laughs> yeah. so i think that's one thing that we that we see yes it changes you but it also i think we also sometimes um uh diminish or what's the english word i'm trying to think of minimize yeah. the um the 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 rich multilingual heritage of native indians yeah 100% ma'am ma'am when i talk about the language so learning a new language has always been fascinating but ma'am when it comes to applying it to the real life it gets a bit intimidating so ma'am I really want to know that when you embarked onto this new journey where you thought that I would be learning Hindi so what sort of difficulties did you face on that journey ma'am Hmm So I was quite young I think this was also a long time back um this was more you know 15 16 years back so then I had actually some advantages hmm. in the sense that you know smartphones and internet and stuff was not as accessible in india mm. there was you know hardly any smartphone yeah. usage i think none we had these little nokia you know nokia, that yeah. little mm-hmm. phone yes. um but uh and that was a big advantage because nowadays it's so easy to just stay connected with your home culture for example if i would have had a smartphone then i would be like constantly on facebook on uh you know like checking like my what is my family doing what are my friends in us doing but instead i was really forced to be in the moment now where i was i was living in haridwar which yeah. is you know a small city yeah. in northern india and uh, quite traditional so i was really just living there 100% and that was a big advantage aajkal to itna internet hai itna access hai sabke haath mein mobile hai sab har jagah aap tiktok wagaira aapko inundate karte hain ekdam dimag bhagta hai us sab cheez se and it's a big distraction and at that time i was very fortunate to not have those distractions but about the difficulties on the other side of the coin i would say that that was the difficulty was that i was quite cut off from my friends and family and uh i just was you know it was a lot of difficult uh moments and lonely moments for me sad moments also of yeah. feeling like where i'm you know totally alone in this mm-hmm. different place and i mean i had a lot of friends and yeah. i and i still have many of those friends till today uh local indian friends but it was mm. difficult at that time mm. 100% Um, I believe that uh, what what the thing that you highlighted onto this was uh, like if you want to learn something, if you want to embark on a new journey, you need to have that detached mind in order to create that space of learning. So I believe that uh, having a detached mind and willing to learn new things on a daily basis and being consistent towards it is also very crucial when it comes to exploring something new. So, ma'am, uh, do you feel like uh, that having a detached mind or segmenting your work in a way where you could assign time for everything in your day is more crucial or the other aspect of it is more crucial well i would say having a detached mind but also having an attached mind so i was very attached to the outcome of becoming fluent in hindi mm. uh i was very invested mm. in that 
in that outcome. Mm-hmm. I really wanted that to happen in my life. So I was very uh, focused on uh, kind of uh, working towards that goal. Mm-hmm. So I could see what it would be like to be fluent in Hindi and I wanted to achieve mm-hmm. that goal. Yeah. So um, I realized that I could not also constantly be hanging out with my English-speaking friends. Yeah. I had to give some distance. Um, and that was tough, of course. Yeah. But I had to give some distance between my 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 relationships uh, in the U.S. and then and and allow my relationships in India to flourish because you can't you can't uh, always 100% invest into both yeah. at the same time. At that time, now I think it's different. Now I'm I'm more able to manage. Uh, you know things from both sides because i've i've i have a you know more in depth grasp of language and culture of both places so i can yeah switch between both but at the time of learning i really had to just kind of immerse myself so uh, i want to share an experience with you uh, i remember that there was a, a event happening in my college where i was assigned to deliver a speech on some topic so i i back then i was uh, not very confident in speaking or expressing myself in front of people and that was the most of the people i was ever uh, going to face so uh, the moment i went on to the stage and i saw all those people in front of me the first thing that arrived to my mind was that what if i embarrass myself in, in front of these people what is what is going to be the consequences of all these things so later on when i started reciprocating what i had to i realized that it's all the it's everything is uh, relatable to process once you are invested into the process you slowly realize that even if you make mistake people are not going to judge you on that basis what people will be remembering about you is that what positive impact you have created over them so that was mm-hmm. something that comes to my mind right now that one of my experience that really pushed out that space or that zone of hesitation from my mind when it comes to speaking english ma'am so did you had any instances where you felt like that i am going to get mocked if i make a mistake over here when it comes to speaking hindi not in that sense um i think that honestly the standard is quite different for me yeah. because people don't expect कि एक अंग्रेज इतना कैसे हिंदी बात करेंगे कैसे हिंदी बोलेंगे पीपल डोंट एक्सपेक्ट इट एट ऑल सो एक्सपेक्टेशन इज ऑलरेडी जीरो एंड सो एंड इट्स एन अनफेयर एक्सपेक्टेशन आई थिंक ऑन 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 अदर पीपल बिकॉज द स्टैंडर्ड इज सो लो सो इवन इफ आई अचीव समथिंग दिस बिग पीपल वो फ्रेज यू लाइक एनीथिंग and it also i think has to do with some white privilege as well that being a a white person that people uh, already think that you know how many languages do you know oh wow this so impressive but like i said you know an indian person would be speaking just as many languages as me but it's like are ye to kaam chalane ke liye ye to aam baat hai kuch khas nahi hai right so there's that already and and i think it's an unfair standard that uh is 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 placed on on um other people that they're expected to speak multiple mm. languages where someone mm. like me just comes along and learns something mm. and then all of a sudden yeah yeah madness ensues 
So, but I don't think I was ever faced with a situation where I felt like there was a lot of criticism. Um, really, only on social media, people mm. are very critical on social media, mm. and uh, people have lots of criticism ready to go in any comment. And I just don't take it very seriously. Like I told you, yeah, you log mujhe nahi jante hi nahi. You log ek real dekh ke mera pura zindagi ko judge karega. Like I just don't take it personally because I know that it's just a shallow. medium and mm-hmm. i'm not bothered by it so somewhere that is the toxic side of uh, social media and all where people kind of mm-hmm. project their own insecurities on the other person and they feel that oh yeah. if the other person is achieving all of this why wasn't i able to achieve all of this so that is just an right. indi- indirect way of projecting your insecurities yeah. onto the other person so ma'am uh, well uh, so ma'am i encounter this problem on a daily basis where i see that people of my age are very hesitant to learn something so ma'am beat like we are talking about learning a new language so like i'll tell you that what is happening inside my college these days uh, we are assigned with giving a presentation and some kind of extempore competition is also happening inside our college so while i was collecting names of individuals who could you know uh, really give their inputs and insights onto what they had to speak on all those topics i felt that they were very hesitant they were not very willing to explore things so ma'am uh, my question would you uh, would be like that uh, what would be your one piece of advice when it comes to exploring something and basically when i am asking this question i want you to highlight the the section of our age which is uh, the teenagers basically they are very hesitant to explore something so what would be your one mm. piece of advice to all those people Well, I think I have two pieces of advice. <laughs> Number one is, first of all, we have to create some kind of societal change. Mm. In that, if someone we want, everyone wants to be an expert. Yeah. Nobody wants to learn anything. You want to be an expert. You wanna yeah. you wanna be the host. You wanna be the 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 person that that everyone wants to talk to about everything. Yeah. Nobody wants to do the hard work to learn something. Yeah. So first of all I'd say that we have to change our mentality of you know I'm learning I'm a student I'm I'm new in this I don't have to be good at it I don't have to be perfect at any anything and if you put in the hard work from years and years and years you'll get to that mm. point eventually maybe you won't yeah maybe you will but maybe if you don't have a natural inclination towards something then just mm. move on to something else mm. but try everything Second piece of advice is that from the other side we have to stop criticizing each other. Mm. Yes ma'am. For not being perfect in something. Yeah. For not being per- I cannot tell you how uh I mean I know you understand you're in the midst of this also how how critical we are of each other. Hey you kaise kaise I mean even mm. the simplest thing like Yeah. Hey uska marks itna acha nahi aaya ya 90 aaya like mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. these these like ridiculous yeah. standards we have and if someone is not doing something perfectly or they don't project this image of confidence mm. we like to tear them down which is very destructive yeah honestly i think it's very destructive so on both sides give give that space to yourself and also give that space to other people to also learn and not be perfect अरे आप एफर्ट लगा रहे हो इसमें इतना मेहनत कर रहे हो ये तो ये तो देखो पहले ये चीज देखो पहले तब बोलना उसके बाद 100% हां 
ma'am uh, when it comes to the indian education system i believe that there are many loopholes while we talk about the indian education system so ma'am one of those loopholes that comes to my mind right now is that we are more inclined towards memorizing things rather than understanding the concept of so ma'am uh, mm-hmm. uh, so somewhere that uh, behavior of ours is somewhere highlighted in life as well where we are simply trying to mug up things rather than understanding the application of it so ma'am uh, it really continues in the later half of your life as well uh, when you are experiencing life on a new basis so i mean what do people do usually is that instead of uh, experiencing life uh, they kind of try to capture everything in their smartphones and they want to relive those memories so ma'am while you were exploring india were you emphasized more on exploring or capturing the india in your smartphone well i didn't have a smartphone that's the first problem so uh and because it was a long time back but you know now it has changed a little bit because i i um definitely was very focused on relationships getting to know people learning um but i did have to do a lot of capturing on my on my uh, i had a recorder for my language learning process so i was capturing a lot of audio clips and mm. listening over and over mm. so that i could learn and i could perfect that um i think the problem is jab hum log photo wagera kheenchte hain dusro ko dikhane ke liye that's the issue right is when you want to uh capture things just so you could show mm. and that's the destructive side is yep. if you actually have something real to show yep. then fine show it mm. but if you're just just taking pictures just to show others that you you're an expert or you know something i chhod do that's what i feel personally yeah 100% so half of the time we are only busy in personating the other person or imitating the other person and just exactly. following and just following the trends on social media has kind of made us a person that we are not anymore so when it comes to social media and when it comes to all these social sites i feel that everyone is trying to represent their own versions of themselves on social media so what happens is that they as an individuals want to showcase an identity of themselves on social media so people mm-hmm. tend to pick up upon those identities of an individual and somehow in the process they forget their own identity which i feel is very toxic when moving forward in life so very true yes ma'am so um uh, when you talk about coming to india uh, uh, you said that uh, you came to india around 10 to 12 years back almost 16 years now oh, okay 16 years back mm-hmm. so ma'am in that sense i would say that back then our society was hell bent on exploiting the rights of women and somewhere i used to hear those not 16 years back but lately i've been hearing those notions used in those times were that uh, women are not capable in competing men and women are never going to withstand anything that a ma- man has created so ma'am as time has progressed as we have got a exposure to the western culture i believe that all of those elements from the society of the uh, from the indian society has somewhere faded away so ma'am if i have to ask you to talk about all those references of all those points back then so ma'am what were those loopholes that you identified in the indian society when it comes to exploiting the rights of women that's a very multifaceted and uh, complex question yeah. i i did do uh, i'm going to reference to my podcast for just a sec because i did a 
episode with uh, a women's uh, rights expert. Yeah. Uh, that's episode number 15 uh, on the Invisible India podcast with Shefa Sikdar. And I would I reference people to that because we talk about women's rights violations. We talk about violence against women. But we also talk about how it's actually everywhere. Yeah. And it's just... looks a little different in different places. Mm-hmm. So, um in the US, you know, we also have the mm-hmm. uh, rape culture. We have this this sense of women um, you know, being sexually exploited. Mm-hmm. We have this same problem. Now, in India, I think one of the issues is that the 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 justice system or the social systems as well are not set up as well for women to be able to report. Mm. um without a lot of hashback and then you also don't ever know if you're going to get justice. Yeah. So that is the issue there's a major issue that I see um and I I think that's it. I mean, I don't want to go into complaining like are you know this is the problem and that's the problem. I mean, we all know what the issues are. I think we we well maybe not all of us do, but it, a lot I, I think most people know mentality of women having being able to have another role in the world besides just kana banao bachcha but balna or ye sab so you know i think we all know that there are other options out there and women are fully capable of of doing these things um now one i think we're there now but i think the other problem is this we expect women to do all the things Yeah. Just like you want to have a job but you also have to make the food, you have to manage the maid, you have to come home and clean, yeah. you have to make mm-hmm. sure the children's homework is done. And I think men I I always say this. Yeah. And don't get me wrong in this. No. Men also need to be empowered. Mm-hmm. Men also need men, you know, men uh men's mothers like mm-hmm. our mothers and dadis and nannies we need to teach our sons and our husbands even how to do basic household things so they're not dependent on us yeah i'm very fortunate you know my husband has really you know he can manage himself mm-hmm. he lived on his own for many years mm-hmm. all right so but a lot of men in india you see they do not know how to do anything yeah. and that's because they've been pampered Yeah. So when they get married they're going to be dependent on their wife, right? And sometimes they feel that their this toxic masculinity they can't ask for help or you know apuji sikhao kaise karna hai. You know they should have this there should be this humility of you know actually I don't properly yeah. know how to wash the clothes. Can you show me? Yeah. Can you show me how to do yeah. it rather than this like conflict between yeah. you know the women feeling she has yeah. to do everything yeah. and the man just like bat ke cricket dekhte hain bas kya karna. There needs to be more um balance. sharing of balance and just sharing of um knowledge yeah. so i think women need to be empowered to do whatever they want and men should also be empowered so that they can do these basic things in life and not have to be too dependent on women 100% no. ma'am i somehow believe that men needs to inculcate this element of acceptance within them because acceptance is a doorway where you start from where you start you know noticing or addressing the beauty inside the other person 
so when it comes to finding a right balance in a married life i would really say that acceptance and knowing the other person through your end gets really important ma'am so ma'am uh, you having a cross cultural relationship so ma'am uh, in the term i feel like cross cultural relationship is kind of a very heavy concept so ma'am uh, i would want to ask you to explain the cross cultural relationship and what would be your advice for any person who's immersing himself into a cross cultural relationship i mean what will be the consequences that the both the entities are going to face after a point of time or even initially ma'am i'll answer that part first i i well cross cultural relationship is this it when two people from from different cultures are having a we're talking about romantic relationships now so that could be a south indian and a north indian Yeah. That could be a northeast Indian and a uh, Gujarati. Mm-hmm. It could be it could be those are also different cultures, right? However, I think you know, you do also have a sense of understanding of of uh, you know, you know, I think within India people do have an understanding of each other's culture in a sense a little bit, but there's major adjustment. Mm-hmm. Uh I get a lot of messages from people like, "Oh, I'm a Gujarati married to a Bihari." Okay. and we have a cross cultural relationship. You really do. You really do. Um so that's there and I think you know my I think there's an added element for someone like myself because we are um uh visually we you know if you look at us we're very different from each other, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. by the way Abhishek looks the way I look. Yeah. Physically our appearance, our ethnic heritage is very mm-hmm. different. Um and so that's one thing and then there's also really there are extreme cultural differences between the way he grew up and the way I grew up yeah. my uh histor- the historical context of where my people came from and where his people came from yeah. very 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 different yeah. so um for us there's like a few of those added elements yeah. onto each other um so for us it appears to be very diff- we appear to be very different from each other and we actually are very different. <laughs> Some people, you know, they they like for example, if you grow up in the US and you're um from an African American family and you marry someone from a European background American family, but you both were like raised in the same neighborhood, you went to the same school, is it really a cross-cultural relationship or is it just an interracial relationship? You have to see, you know, there's not only the the physical differences but there's cultural and language differences also with. Yep. So you have to just define I think how how many layers of there are. So it depends on how many layers you're crossing. Yeah. as to how much complexity is going to be there. So um for anyone in a cross-cultural relationship, I would just say that, you know, you have to really identify how much you're willing to compromise hmm. how much you're willing to adjust to your partner to yeah. your partner's family to their values hmm. and i i have seen some people pursue relationship with someone from a different ethnicity or background hmm. because they like you know like oh i just like indians or oh i just like white girls or oh i just like uh you know uh east asian uh, girls these are like fetishizing the person so we have to 
examine our motives because if you're getting into a relationship with a kind of person that you think you might like because of their ethnicity there's something wrong with that no. i get a lot of messages on my instagram tiktok mostly instagram are you know uh, i want to marry a foreigner mostly from indian boys i want to marry a foreigner are first of all what kind of foreigner are you talking about mm. are you talking about african are you talking about european are you talking about latino mm. are you talking about East Asian are you talking about like Philippine Philippine the Philippine mm. like what are you talking about mm. you have no idea you can't group one kind of the whole world outside of India into one small group <laughs> it's like I want to marry a foreigner and you know what you know foreigners about me brother tell me first what do you think what is your meaning you want to marry you want to marry a white person because you think they look nice is that all like don't don't think so small you know this yeah. is very strange kind of colorism and 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 this this like idea that all oh, foreigners are so mm. great and uh you know it's like you know nothing yeah these people that write to me like anyway i'm getting a little bit on the side track but yeah we have to not fetishize people and you have to get to know each person as an individual and if you if you match nicely with that person if you have good chemistry if you have good similar values uh and similar place you want to go in life i think that's important to identify before getting in a relationship right so ma'am uh, the way you highlighted that how uh, the people from india or from any another country are getting quite you know uh, inclined towards marrying people from different countries so somehow they do not know that what they are actually asking for so i think yeah. a lot yeah so a lot of this comes from binging on ott platforms i think most of the indian dudes and even girls have been binging a lot upon netflix and all of those ott platforms so somehow they forget the epiphany of a real relationship and they just <laughs> and uh, they uh, somehow they just want to dive deep into experiencing those beautiful moments that are created inside a relationship so i feel uh, there is not very uh, insightful backing when it comes to having a serious relationship So I think a lot of word needs to be spread around having a perfect or can say a balanced relationship amongst uh, these young guys and young girls when it comes to talking about India. I mean it's just this like I think people need to use the same filter they use when they watch Bollywood. Yeah. Like is that actually reality? Yeah. Of course it's not. Yeah. We all know it's not reality. But just because there's not not gana and all this <laughs> stuff do you really think that Hollywood's yeah. reality has yeah. the same level of fantasy yeah. involved yeah. right so when i watch a hollywood movie like obviously mm. i know that it's a fantasy mm. so you have to use the same filter mm. yeah. <laughs> um, i mean you should not plot your own life on the, on that basis after you watch a movie <laughs> so that You'd is be very a, disappointed <laughs> be very disappointed with yeah. your life <laughs> i think bollywood movies are very much rhetorical in nature they are different when you write it and they are different when you experience it i think a lot of it is bent around you know living your life in a fairy land fairy land where you are experiencing things up to your own will so i feel people need to have a under, better understanding of what they are actually wanting in life when it comes to having a relationship and all so uh, ma'am coming on to the 
aspect of facing racial ab- abuse and can say color prejudice so ma'am uh, i mean i'll tell you what i feel about it so when we as indians travel overseas what we experience as that other person is very unliking of unliking the fact that we are present at the moment over there so somehow that whole scenario constitutes as something synonymous to uh, can say racial abru- abuse and somehow i've heard foreigners saying similar things about india as well so ma'am did you felt anything synonymous to racial abuse when you earlier came to india well i um i think that indians in general yeah it 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 just depends on what part of the world you're going to and in the united states at least indians have a, in general again it's very general indians have a very good relationship are very good uh yeah. uh people view indians generally quite highly yeah um and in fact in the us there's kind of a, a a thing it's kind of a problem actually because people call indians the model minority yeah so it's a problem because actually they're saying that oh like indians generally come they're very educated they're very like they're not causing a lot of problems there's no mm. crime there's no they're just bringing wealth like mm. they're creating wealth in our country that's like mm. quite what people think of indian okay mm. now are there racial abuses that happen and and r- terrible things absolutely there are but in general in the us indians are viewed quite well Um that's a, that's just a very small slice because I'm only talking about a very small portion and of course this US really only left in people who have extremely high education like from mm-hmm. India so you're getting all the cream of the crop you're getting all the doctors engineers everyone that really is very motivated mm-hmm. to earn and create and create uh, a better life so that's a very you know it, it it's tricky It's, yeah. it's it's a, it's a, it's a very small slice of society but we view it in that way. So just to, to answer the second part of your question. I don't know if I would call it racial abuse or race and and racism because I as a white American person have so many privileges yeah. whenever I travel, whenever I'm anywhere that people often it's like a love hate relationship they either think you're the absolute best or they think you're very terrible that you just have a lot of money you're here to exploit your um you know you have very bad morals especially the women they just look at you and assume all these things and it's like mm-hmm. i you know how did you even get yeah. assume any of these things yeah. um so i think that's really tricky to navigate and The only negative abuse that I've experienced has been kind of this sexual harassment surrounding people thinking that I have very, you know, bad morals or something yeah. because I'm American and white yeah. lady. So yeah. the times I've been had issues, I, of course, I was like in my neighborhood in India like ekdam dheela dheela kapra like banke like bahut hi dheela palazzo lamba sa kurta dupatta pura banke and and even in those and it, it shouldn't matter what you're wearing yeah. right in on basis of harassment but it has every time that i've had any problem on the street or out it's usually when i am like 
wearing full indian bhila bhila kapda and i'm i'm just going about my business and people mm-hmm. will harass me in that way like so it's it's a very frustrating thing um uh but i also have come to expect it i've come to understand that you know this is a part of uh a uh, societal um misunderstanding mm. and um it is very painful it is very difficult whenever it happens to me because mm. uh you know i'm just minding my own business and with my kids going on my with my life and then i'm getting harassed uh, unwanted attention so that's really the only thing that i've experienced most of my experiences have been extremely positive extremely uh privileged to be honest i will be able to get a lot of access to things that even my indian friends won't just because i'm a white foreigner it's like the privilege you know you can just yeah. i could walk into any restaurant even wearing the most drab old clothes bad shoes and they will easily let me in because i'm a white person mm-hmm. right but as an indian you would have to like show your wealth before walking into a place like a fancy you know what i mean you know it's just like yeah. these assumptions are actually um different so there's this assumptions of having a lot of wealth assumptions of uh having bad morals i think that's that's the things that are most hurtful to me and difficult to navigate so i somehow believe that we indians have this habit of showcasing that how flashy we are we are when we go to some parties or events in general so uh-huh. you highlighted very correctly and while i was hearing you i think everything was going inside my head that how i have experienced all of these things happening around so ma'am mm-hmm. while you were talking about that how what kind of perception people in india carry when they see a foreigner around them or they see anyone who's white in color So, ma'am, uh, I would ask you that how has uh, security of women's upgraded in terms of uh, I think in terms of talking that how do they face exploitation and they uh, feel insecure at every moment. So, ma'am, how has the security of women's in India, especially, you know, upgraded itself? <laughs> um, I think there have been upgrades and there have been downgrades. So I think downgrade of course is now like the access to pornography the access to you know uh I I personally am not a fan of uh pornography. Mm-hmm. And if some people are like whatever if it's a consensual thing like let it be. I I personally think it's very degrading to women most 99% of the time. So I am not a supporter of of that and uh, this the how accessible it is to everyone and how it can be easily you know people can easily you know um exploit women through the use of technology right um so that's a that's a downgrade okay. i would say mm-hmm. but as far as the safety of i what i personally feel going out going here and there uh no there are more women driving now than ever before um and i do feel good that you know there's so much tracking with everything on your phone mm-hmm. that uh, there's cctv camera everywhere um you can easily you know catch the culprit uh, of whatever's happening and, and there's evidence if you have that evidence then you're feel a little more safe um 
with the Uber. There's some accountability, mm-hmm. like whose taxi am I in? Mm-hmm. Who are you? Who am I? There's accountability. I can easily report you that you are behave badly with me, or I, I, that's a good thing. So in some ways it's worse, and in some ways it's better. Um, you know, I'm also raising my daughter in India, so it's. I feel, you know, uh, at times I do feel nervous. I do feel, you know, that sense, um, especially because she looks a little more like me, also. So yep. she stands out a little bit, which makes me nervous. Um, but I mean, I'm just, you know, going on, and and we're doing our best, and also trusting God, I guess, that we're we. We're just going about our business and 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 doing the best we can. And bad things can happen anywhere. Mm. If you listen to my episode about the um, uh, women's violence uh, chapter uh, episode fifteen on my podcast, I'll on surely Spotify, check it. Apple, it's on yeah. Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, um, Invisible India podcast, yeah. and episode fifteen. So that's one I would uh, highlight. Surely. So, ma'am, uh, when it comes to talking about constitution and all of that, so, ma'am, do you think that uh, the government of India needs to regroup and reform some of its laws when it comes to the security of women? Well, I mean, it's always good to have reform in any country where you are, and 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 creating more laws, but then implementing the laws is really what we need more than anything mm-hmm. else, and having individual mind uh, change. Mm-hmm. Because until we change our mind, yeah. the laws, you know, and, and are not going to become implemented. And until the laws are not implemented, then people will not follow. So, I think that's a major thing: is that laws need to become implemented properly, and we need to personally change our mind. We can't wait for the government. Yeah, person. I feel like uh, some of the portion of this awareness needs to be ingrained by Indian parents as well, because they mm-hmm. need to uh, bring their. Children in a manner where they are aware about what is happening in the society. Actually, do you think in that same way? Absolutely. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you for uh, sharing all your insights and inputs. Uh, I'm really gratified to be hosting you on the show. And yeah, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Prithvi. I, it's been very nice talking to you. You have wonderful questions. You're a wonderful host. I wish you all the best. Yeah. And if anyone wants to connect with me, I'm on Instagram, on in- Invisible India. I'm on TikTok. Although I know it, TikTok's not going in India. Uh, I um, have a special way I can get on it. But um, huh. and uh, Facebook, yeah. you know, Invisible India is all over, everywhere. So you can find me there. I I link down all your handles down there in the description. So once people are checking our podcast, they'll be linked to all those. handles of yours now thank you for your time you. and especially thank, thank you for you. sharing all your inputs thank you ma'am namaskar okay. thank you so much chal bye